Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field. It is high. It is far. It is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're joined by Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com, national college football writer. Now, Max has teased this as you have some news, Dennis. What uh, uh, what news yeah, do is, you have? This is breaking. Um, the uh, I've met, I can't recall this ever happening. The federal government, the Department of Justice, has joined a uh, a lawsuit against the NCAA uh, that would basically uh, free any players to transfer anytime, anywhere, anyplace. Uh, Holy there, cow. There a, wow. The attorney general, the attorney generals in seven states had filed a lawsuit, and it became a temporary injunction, which allows players to transfer in any sport without restriction for the rest of this semester. But the federal government, it's basically a fair labor practice in the Biden administration, but it is the Department of Justice, and it is significant. I I think we have to start thinking about if this current model stays intact, there will never be any restrictions against transferring ever again. Well, that brings (laughs) an old brain like mine can't handle all the questions that have come into it. either. So I guess the most simple question is, uh, is there any chance that holds up? And you just mentioned it, the havoc and chaos that we already are seeing in college athletics uh, would then obviously have no boundaries. Can it sustain itself in that scenario? I think it can. I mean, I just, I go back to when NIL started, uh, a wise sage named uh, Steve Sarkeesian said, it's like the dinosaurs, you either adapt or die. I mean, we can sit here and complain, not we, but people can sit here and complain about it, about it's going to be the ruin of college sports. Well, um, there's, one way to, there's one way to fix this, Bob, if you want to fix this right now. Get with the players, collectively bargain, you know, over working conditions, and as part of those working conditions, what you get in return is, for example, the players have to stay at a school for two years if they're in academically good standing. They have to play in any postseason game if they're healthy. And in return, you know, whatever, payment, whatever, I don't know. But that's what collective bargaining is. You can do it without having a, a union. Um, so if people want a solution to this, there's your solution. Because I think we're way down the line in, you know, trying to hope that the NCA fixes this. Because this, 
this was headed that way anyway with what I just told you about the rest of the semester, and now the federal government's joined in. Is this is this too fast? Did all of this happen too fast in college sports with the NIL and the transfer portal? I imagine there's, you know, people still in college uh, playing college sports in Division One that that came in and really weren't thinking about either of these things. NIL never had to probably worry about that, and now we're talking about collective bargaining, lawsuits, and you know things that might be a little no, bit over the head yeah, of some they, of these guys. Did all this happen too fast? No. Look, this started or the. You know, the next iteration of this, the first iteration of this started in, what, 2004 with the Ed O'Bannon lawsuit? And think about how simple that was. We all remember this lawsuit. Ed O'Bannon, former UCLA player, was on the cover of EA Sports' college basketball game, video game. And he got to thinking, oh, wait a minute. I didn't sign off on that. I should be getting compensated. That's my, that's my image. That's my likeness. I own that. And he went to court over it. The NCAA fought it for years. It was like a 10, gosh, a 10, 12-year battle. The NCAA lost in court. Um, you know, and it's been, and that led to NIL. I always tell people, the pot of money, when the pot of money, unregulated money, if you will, got so big, it was bound to draw the attention of lawyers and billable hours. And that's, that may be crass. But it's true. And so now, you know, the lawyer representing the plaintiffs in one of the most uh, in, in a lawsuit that could bring down the NCAA by as soon as next year is called the House versus NCAA. His name is Jeffrey Kessler. And I won't bother you with the details. Just know this. Jeffrey Kessler sued the NFL and created the NFL Players Association. That's the kind of you know power we're talking about. In some of these lawsuits, so the NCA can change, or they can be, have it change for them, and it, this is the next step in that having an outside force change it for them. Talking uh, with Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com. Before I ask you a question related to football, you were formerly at the Kansas City Star back in what? What years, Dennis? Were you eighty-one at the Star? to eighty-nine? Yeah, my formative years. Recall it well. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So you've already answered my question. I was going to ask if there was a time when you, Whitlock, Poznanski, Passan, and Kirkhoff were there at the same time. So you came a little before a few of those people. Yeah, no. Uh, Tom Chattel, who you know, and I left in 89 to go to the late, great St. Louis Sun. It lasted exactly nine months. Um, <laughs> April 25th, 2010, I think it's when it told. It was terrible. Uh, but then uh, Blair Kirkhoff and Jeff Flanagan were brought in uh, to, to, you know, to replace, I don't want to say replace us, but, you know, to replace those positions. Blair is still there in the uh, Missouri, Missouri Sports Hall of Fame, well-deserved. Jeff Flanagan, I don't know, he covered the Royals for years at the Star. And so, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. uh, that, that's part of my legacy. Uh, those, those guys have done much greater things than, uh, than I have. Oh, don't sell yourself short. So here's my <laughs> here's my football question. We've seen kind of a, a, a an exchange of coaches, kind of a musical chairs. Uh, we've seen Kalen DeBoer go to Alabama. We've seen Jed Fish go from um, Arizona to Washington. Uh, why is and I and I think I know the answer to this, but 
Why is Washington a better job than Arizona? I know oh, they just is. played the uh, national yeah, championship game. It's a, it's 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 a much better job. More resources. Uh, you know, you go by living alumni, whatever that means, is a lot more of those. And I always use the differentiator. Um, it's won a national championship in football. So it, it, no True. matter how many years ago that was, there's that standard. We have won it. We can win it again. And obviously this year, Washington was 60 minutes away, didn't get there, lost to Michigan. But it's 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 a state university um uh, Arizona shares resources with Arizona State in that state. In fact, I think one state—I'm not sure. I think Arizona State's the land grant, but I'm not sure in that state. And then Washington does too, um, with Washington State and others. But it's uh, no, it's it's got a much better, much bigger, I would say, football history than maybe Arizona. Yeah. Have you ever uh, said something that you wish you could have back immediately? Every day. When we were writers, we could just, you know, backspace. Can't do yeah. that as, as uh, broadcasters. No, those, t- those tweets live wherever, you know. You can, you, can, you can delete them, but they live, yeah. So I was going to ask you about Kalen DeBoer, and, you know, when he got the Alabama job, I and probably a, a lot of other people thought about the, the geography, and he's been mostly on the West Coast, and, and now he's going to the SEC, and will he be able to adapt? Was that ever a valid way of thinking, and, and is it outdated now with, with NIL and, and particularly the transfer portal where you can basically get guys from anywhere, anytime? Well, um, uh, say the question again. I, you broke up a little bit. Go ahead. Does, does the geography of, of, of a coach moving from the West Coast – uh, to the oh. SEC is that is that uh, is that a valid concern? Oh, in terms of uh, winning at Alabama. Well, look. I, yeah, and I, and and being yeah. able to recruit there and and having yeah. roots and everything like that. Well, that's certainly a concern, isn't it? It has to be. Big picture, though, I think two things are true. And I wrote this last week. Alabama absolutely got his guy, got their guy. He was the best name left on the board. 25 and three at two years of Washington, three national championships in NAIA, all this, uh, you know, great staff. This is also true. Does Kalen DeBoer know what he's getting into? And that's what you're talking about. Recruiting, coaching, being able to build an offensive and defensive line that could compete in that league, which is really where this whole thing starts. If you can't man up there, you can't compete. And now we see that Alabama has lost 27 players, 20 trans, 20 into the portal, including two freshman All-Americans and seven players that decommitted. And I don't have to tell you how good Alabama's recruiting class is. I guess some of that was, was expected, but this is a symptom of something that's never happened before. Um, the best coach ever retiring and, as we've just mentioned, unfettered player freedom. They can go whenever, wherever they want. That's Those two things have never happened together before. So if you put them together, I guess I'm not surprised that it happened at Alabama. Talking with Dennis Dodd, CBSSports.com, their lead college baseball or college football writer. So you recently wrote about what happens at Michigan if Jim Harbaugh leaves. He's certainly interviewing for some NFL jobs. Uh, it seems to me Sharon Moore, uh, who kind of had a, a test – 
while Harbaugh was suspended, would certainly be a top candidate. You wrote that. But do you think he would be the guy, and do you think Harbaugh ultimately will leave Michigan? As we sit here right now, I think he'd be the guy that they would elevate, given what's happening around college football. When you have a guy in-house, it's really the only way you can go right now. I mean, I, I put the possibilities in there, but, you know, the number two guy is Brian Kelly. Would Brian Kelly go? He might. But I think you give Sharon more because he's been there, I'm going to say six years now, because he shepherded the program through turbulent times, self-inflicted by Jim Harbaugh with the, all those suspensions. He was 4-0 as a game day acting coach. And it's a darn good offensive coordinator and recruiter. Now, the downside is, and he's, pro- and he's from Derby. That's probably why you're asking. You know that. Um, he's from Derby. Exactly. He's from yeah, he went to Butler, recalls it uh, fondly. I talked to him at the Rose Bowl. Zach Ta- played with Zach Taylor, head coach of the Bengals, a bunch of other guys, and, and seems competent. Um, but again, at that level, having never been a head coach, yeah, there's a learning curve. And I'm, I'm sure there's people at Michigan that, that want an established coach. But at this point, you know, I, I don't know if you're going to get Brian Kelly. Um, I don't know if you're going to get some of those other guys. So he's about the best option. I, I don't say he's a fallback because I think they, they would elevate him right away. Now, your second question about Jim Harbaugh, let me flip a coin. <laughs> That's right. a day-to-day proposition for him. At the same time, he's, we know he's interviewed with at least two teams. He is negotiating a nine-figure deal at Michigan. So, I mean, somebody tell me. I'm not sure. I try I try to find out. But I think only in his mind, maybe his wife, uh, he knows what he's going to do. So, Dennis, if I put $100 on one of the Kansas schools winning the Big 12 next year, I know we're way, way far off from that. Yeah, uh, and a hundred and a hundred dollars on a team not in the Big Twelve this past season. So I guess that would be Utah or Arizona, most likely uh, winning the Big Twelve. Which one do you think is more likely to pay off? Well, this is one of my favorite off-season stories because I think it's fascinating. Look, somebody has to win the Big Twelve, right? And in a twelve-team playoff, that winner is probably going to be in the playoff and done something it's never done before play for a national championship within the 12 team structure. I get that. But if you're Arizona, even, even with the, you know, the new coach, they're they're going to apparently keep their best receiver and and quarterback. That gives them a fighting chance. Kansas state, even Kansas, um, you know, Utah, whoever emerges, they're going to be doing something they've never done before because 11 and two in the big 12 is going to get you in the playoffs. So it's at least the top five and maybe the top six ranked conference champions are going to be automatic. That hasn't been decided yet. So I think that's the big picture here instead of either or, that the Big 12 is is assured of having, um, well, TCU played two years ago, is assured of having almost an unprecedented champion and, and look at the championship. Final question for Dennis Dodd from CBSSports.com. So every job that comes open, uh, Chris Kleiman and Lance Leipold seem to be mentioned for. They always say, I'm not leaving. I believe them. I think they're veteran coaches who are very happy where they are, and as long as those schools continue to perform well, 
I do think they will finish out their coaching careers at their respective schools. Uh, do you buy that? I, I do, unless something goes south, which it doesn't look like it is. Um, they're both at places where they can go eight and four every year, and in good years, again, can compete for the playoff now, now that it's expanded. Uh, they're getting paid handsomely now. You know, Lance Leopold, every time his name comes up, he gets a, he gets a raise, and, and good for him and his agent. Um, so his you know, go-to, I don't know what his, his name's been attached to, really everything Lance has, and, and probably Chris. Um, think about that. They, they are, you know, beyond Lawrence and um, Manhattan, they already thought of as two of the best coaches in the country. And I don't disagree. But there are places where they're not going to throw a brick through your window if you go five and seven or harass you on social media or get after your kids in school. And we've seen all this, guys. We've seen this throughout the country. So why not be at a place, especially at Kansas, where they're going to build a statue of Lance Leopold if he goes eight and four the rest of his career. You know that. Um there's already a statue at Kansas State, and Chris Klein is living up to Bill Snyder's legacy tremendously. So I think that's it. I mean, I think in this day and age where you still have to figure out, again, NIL, transfer portal, pay-for-play on a daily basis, you know, the, no, the known evil at where you are is better than trying to do it somewhere else. And I think, and I, look, I haven't talked to them about that, but I think that's where their heads are at. Uh, but I think the, the fan bases for both should be absolutely giddy because this is a new age because I think these guys are going to be around a long time. I think they're going to compete for championships. Uh, quick note, they absolutely uh, are really good friends with each other. I know Wildcats and Jayhawks don't want to hear that, but they, they're doing an NIL thing, I think in March here in Kansas City, where you can buy tickets for $5,000 and eat at a really fancy steak place. To, to And the money will be split between the two collectives at the school. I've never heard of that happening either, so that's kind of cool. No. All right. I appreciate your time. We appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. And just forget about that Arizona-Washington question, if you don't mind. That's all right. No, that's all right. We don't, you know, we don't get out on the West Coast, but they got Don James. Don James has, may have as big a coaching tree or bigger than Nick Saban. All right, and quit, you talk stop, about please. Gary Pinkle. Nick Saban himself goes back to Don James. That was his coach at Toledo. So, no, that, yeah, Washington definitely better. Thank you, Dennis. We'll talk to you soon, All right, okay? Man. All right, see ya. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.